Welcome to another Praying Wife podcast episode. I am your host, Corrine Cash. And as always, it is such a pleasure and a delight to be with each and every one of you for another week, another session. Um, first, I thank God just for the ability to breathe, to move, to see, um, for just the ability to have the opportunity to speak to you, um, wherever you're listening to me from, it is always such a blessing uh, to be here and to know that even though we are in different parts, and I know I have loyal listeners around the world, we can still come together. Um, I'm, I find it very joyous um, and a privilege really to be able to be inside your whether you're in your living room or you're in your bedroom, you're on the in the car on the way to work or wherever you are. I'm just excited to be able to be in your space <laughs> today, man. And so today, quickly, I just, I wanted to talk about something that continues to resonate in my spirit, um, that God continues to speak to me personally about. And, you know, I've been hearing a lot more of it over the last week, um, even on Sunday, you know, our, our pastor, uh, we had a guest speaker, but he kind of touched on this a little bit as well. And it's recognizing the importance of spending time in the Word of God. Now I know it could sound not necessarily cliche. Um, it's it's every it's something we all know, right? That we need to do. We have to spend time in the Word. We have to make sure we're reading our Bible. And you know, I'm sure that for many of us, we we are diligent about doing this. But there are times, if we're all honest, that we just fall by the wayside. I will call it. And, and most times it's not, you know, intentionality. It's as a result of just life, life experiences, just our schedules, our, you know, the, our, the things that we have to take care of, whether it's our family, our children, our spouse, the job, you know, even ministry, you know, if we talk about it, you know, where that can get in the way of the intentional, personal time that we are spending with God. And what I found interesting, even as God continued to speak to me about this topic and, you know, just hearing other pastors kind of t talk about it, it's it's very easy for us, if we're honest with ourselves, if we take an introspective look, to get caught up in the check-off system. I'll call it the check-off system, where we know we have to read our word. We know this because, you know, we're saved. We keep hearing our, our pastors say it or our saved friends say it. And, you know, it's just something we know that we need to do. And so a lot of times, whether we wake up or, you know, it's in the middle of the day or it's the end of the day, we're like, okay, I need to just, you know, at least open up my Bible somewhere and just make sure I read something and check it off. Um, or if we're participating in one of those Bible in a year plans, Okay, <laughs> we've all done it. Maybe you, if you're listening, you may not have. But for those of us that have tried um, and many have failed, um, you know, you, you get maybe first of the month or third way, thir you know, third month, fourth month, whatever it is, you, you start to kind of fall off if, if you're not intentional about it. But another important thing is even while you're doing that, it's very easy to fall prey to just reading to check off that you read. And God is calling us to a deeper relationship with him where it goes beyond just opening up his word, reading a scripture or two, or if you're doing a, a Bible plan, a chapter or three, you know, just to say that we've done it. 
and to feel good, you know, about ourselves. But there's no change. There's no inward uh, looking in ourselves. And there's no, you know, analyzing what the word is saying to me in this moment. And how does this measure up to how I'm living? And what is it telling me to do? When we read the word of God, we have to remember that this is a living, breathing document, I will call it for now. There's many things we can call the word of God. We've called it a, a constitution, which it, it is for, you know, for being a kingdom citizen. And it tells you exactly how you should live. And it gives you your rights and the benefits and all of that. It's like a constitution, but it's also the living, breathing word of God. It's where his, you will feel his presence. You should every time you open up your word and reading with the intentionality of hearing from him of not just reading to check it off of my list, but I'm reading to understand and to learn more about this God that I serve, to learn more about my rights as his daughter, to learn more about who I am, about who he is, what are, you know, what's the things that he likes, what's, what's close to his heart and near and dear, and what are the things that he just does not tolerate, what breaks his heart. It's learning to understand. And we have to approach this, you know, in the same way we, we have our earthly relationships. We all have some type of a relationship, whether we're talking about with your spouse or with a friend, we've all had to build a relationship with someone at some point. And the way that you build a relationship of someone there that's built on the foundation of trust and love and mutual respect is knowing who the person is. You know what ticks that person off. You know what makes that person happy. You know what makes that person sad. You know something about their past. You know something about what's going on with them currently. You build that relationship so that you can get to know them and not just to know them or just read to say, oh, okay, I'm just reading you don't like blue and you don't like this just because, you know, it's what a good friend should do, but that you honestly care about the things that they care about and you care about them as a friend as a spouse whatever the relational um, attachment is and so God is calling us into the same sphere of where we're building that relationship with him and he's left us the scriptures that points us to him the scriptures are all it's it's a love letter of course like I said there's many things we can call the word because it's it's living it's active it's breathing and so it's, it's also a love letter from him to us and it points us to him. And so we should be reading with that, with the desire to know who he is, to not just know what we've heard about him, because it's easy to quote, you know, and there are certain things that we, we quote scriptures very easily because, you know, we may have grown up in church or we may have heard our friends or our parents or pastors say it. And so it's just kind of become a norm and roll off of our tongue. Right. And so it's easy to to hear about and just quote things because, you know, we, we just we know this. It's, it's almost like a song that you recite. You know, the words to the song. Right. Just because by, by repetition. But he wants us to know it, not just because we heard someone else say it, but because we for ourselves with our own eyes, we searched and we sought the scriptures and we saw it for ourselves and it seeps into our hearts and we believe it for ourselves. And then God can get to a place where he can show us himself 
And he wants to take us to a different level, to a higher grade, if I might, in him. A lot of times we're stuck in kindergarten. We're stuck in a spiritual preschool. And God is calling for us to continue to graduate and to mature, mature in our understanding of his word, mature in our understanding of who he is, mature in our understanding of who we are. And we'll learn and we'll know that we're maturing because we'll see that our prayer life changes. We'll start praying, not just because, and this is something else, just praying because we know that we should pray or just praying because, you know, we're in trouble. We will become where we pray because that is our access to our heavenly father. That is our, that's the phone call, like the phone call you have with your spouse. That's the, I'm getting in your presence. And the things that we pray starts to shift. I realized that the more and more and more I learned about who God was and who I was in him, not just relying on things I've heard over the years, but I took the time to go into the word of God and to seek the scriptures and to, to, to want to know deeper, not just, you know, the letter of the law, but reading through to hear what was God's heart? What was his intention behind the words in this verse? And sometimes it would take, you know, taking one verse and meditating on that one verse for a few days, a few weeks. It's not about quantity with God. It's not about, you know, how much of the Bible can I read in a short amount of time? How much of the Bible can I read and check off to say, yep, I did it. I read through the whole Bible. It's not about that because we can get to a place where we read the entire word of God and still know nothing about him, still have no relationship with him, still have no transformative change within ourselves, still be stuck in worry and anxiety and, and, and all, and this, all of these things that come up against us because we don't truly allow the word to sink in our hearts. David said, I meditate on the word of God day and night, day and night. I meditate on it. I don't just read it and check it off, but I think about the words. What does it mean when he says he will never leave me nor forsake me? It sounds good. It sounds great to quote. But if we take a step back and really just meditate, just that one scripture, he promises to never leave me nor forsake me. What does that mean? If he never leaves me, He's with me right now. He's with me when I'm in the shower. He's with me when I'm on the job. He's with me in the hospital room. If I'm there and, and I have a sick spouse or a sick child, or he's with me wherever I am. And so knowing that the, he's with me and the presence of God is with me wherever I go, my mindset should shift. My prayers would shift. Because if I fully understood and fully believed with all of my heart that God is always with me, I wouldn't pray for God to come close to me. <laughs> and again, this is not, I want to make sure that I don't make you feel condemned in any way or to say that the way you're praying is wrong. No, please hear my heart. When you start to understand and seek and grasp and really uh, let it marinate, on your hearts, what the words that, that come off of the pages of scripture are saying, then the way that we approach God, the things that we say to him would start to change drastically. I found myself instead of praying, just God, please do this. 
I switched to God. Thank you for this. I'm thanking him in advance because if his word has already promised me that he's given me something, then I know if I have not seen it physically, if it has not manifested yet, it is on the way. Because he has already sent his word and his word will not return to him void. So I'm not asking him to send something that I know in his word he's promised me. I am thanking him for what he's already sent. And I'm praying for my patience as, it, as I wait for it to be manifested here in the earthly realm. But it requires understanding who our God is, that he is not like man that he should lie. And understanding that his promises are yes and amen. And understanding that you are his child and no good thing will he withhold from them that loves him. We have to get the word within our spirits, within our soul, not just in our mind, in our head, our headspace where, you know, it's, it's just like you read an equation or you're learning in school, but where you understand and believe from the depth of your heart that this is my dad. And this is what my dad says. And I know that I can trust my father because he has never failed me. Because when I was in this situation, he came through and he came through uh, uh, for all of the other people. The, the Old Testament is just story after story after story of how faithful our God is. And we can look around and our parents have stories to tell. Our grandparents, our pastors, our friends, even they said all of creation even, even groans. It, it tells of his glory. There's, there's so many things and, and just points that points back to God to say he is awesome. He is glorious. He is filled with splendor and awe. all of this. It serves as a, as a living testament and a testimony of the goodness and the graciousness and the faithfulness of our God. But we have to move par- past the point of the checking system the check-in, the check-off system. We have to get beyond that. And again, it's not about quantity. It's not about how much you read. It's about what you read and how it's transforming your everyday life. And so I want to encourage you, everyone under the sound of my voice, that you would pick up your word. And the next time you pick up your word, you approach it, not to say that you've done it to get brownie points, Uh, Not because someone's asked you to, but because you're truly desiring to hear from God, to learn more about him. There's always something to learn about God. There's always a new level. When you think that you have arrived, you're not even scratching the surface. And that's what's so wonderful. We're here but a short period of time on this earth, but we will never stop learning about God. We will never stop uncovering and unraveling some of the things about him. There's so many secrets that he wants to tell us about himself. And we will have our whole lifetime and we will continue to elevate. And there's still another level to go in. You know, it's like, it's not like it's high school. You get 12 years, you know, 12th grade, and then you go to college and that's it. No, it's, it's an ever learning process with God. And he wants to continue to allow us to grow in him, to grow in our faith, to grow in our stature, to grow in our authority as daughters of the most high. And so I'm encouraging you. Um, when you when you get into your word, there's there's this method um, I've seen. I'm gonna going around, and it's it's the soap approach. If you've never heard of it, S O A P. 
And the S stands for scripture and it's choosing a passage um, for study. Just like I said, not about quantity. If you take one verse, just one verse, and when you're reading, highlight the verse, highlight specific words in that verse or specific phrases. If you decide to do a chapter that jump out to you and write it out. I encourage you, like, don't just read it uh, and highlight it, but also get another, uh, another study book, you know, your own notebook and write it out to you. And so that's the first thing, choosing the scripture, that's S. And then O, observation. And observation is really just taking a look at what the passage says, like lists out the facts, what is being said. If you're reading a particular story, um, write stuff like who did what, where did they do it? When, how did they do it? What happened in the story? What's the lesson from this particular story? And then A, application. This is where you ask the Lord. This is very important. How does this passage apply to my life? Is there something that he wants you to do? Is there something he wants you to believe? Is there a shift in your mindset that he's trying to pull from you? Is there something he wants you to confess? So ask yourself, how does God want me to obey him or confirm or change my life in this passage? And then finally, P for prayer. End your time in prayer. Now, for me, I always find it crucial for me to start and end it in prayer. Because every time when I want to go in my word, I'm praying, God, reveal, reveal more of yourself to me. Show me where I should be going, what I should be studying, what, you know, you know exactly what's going on in my mind in this moment, what I'll have coming and prepared for me this day. Where is it you want to guide me today? And open my ears, remove all distraction so that I can focus on your word and see you clearly. So I start my Bible study time in prayer and then you end your time in prayer. Thank him for what he's revealed. If you still have questions, ask him, God, I don't understand this. He wants that from us. He wants a genuine relationship. He doesn't want us to fake like we understand it all. My goodness, far from it. He would rather we come as a child. You know, children, when they don't know, they will ask one million questions. Mommy, but why? Because this. Okay, but why? (laughs) They're always because they want to make sure that they understand. And he wants us to have the same type of faith. Ask him. He knows the answers. There's I promise you there is not a question we can throw his way that he cannot answer. And so thank him for his word. Ask him to clarify anything that you're not sure of. And then I would add another one in there and it's wait. So it'd be a soap W, I guess. (laughs) I'm throwing this one in there, but wait, wait it for a moment, a moment or two. Don't, don't just pray, seek, pray again and leave. He wants that time to respond to you. So wait in his presence. Just tarry there for a moment or two. Wait and hear what he's saying. Listen and be attentive. Open up your heart to hear from the spirit of God. Because he wants to reveal himself. He delights himself in revealing more of who he is to his children. He loves it. And so he's just waiting for us. He's waiting on us to get real, to approach him, to create a habit. And I'm encouraging us all to create a habit. That's, that's how we're going to be able to get in the position where we're consistently seeking after him, going in his word. We have to create a habit. If if we're talking practicality, because it's one thing to say, get in your word, get in your word. And I'm sure all of us, even all of you listening to the sound of my voice, it, it makes logical sense. We all want it. 
But I can hear you saying, but Karina, it is so hard. <laughs> if you only knew the things I had to do. And I get it. Trust me. Oh, my goodness. Trust me. I get it. If you see my to-do list, trust me, I get it. But this is where intentionality comes in. And intentionality is a choice. The same way we choose to make a hair appointment or a nail appointment or book a flight. And we have to intentionally choose to wake up early or to leave at a certain time to get there. It's the same mindset. We have to intentionally make the choice, make the decision to say, I'm going to create a habit of me spending time intentionally in my word. And that takes a, I'm going to do it in the morning or I'm going to do it in the evening. But you, in your mind, you set aside that time, make it like an appointment, make, make it like it's a, a movie that you book tickets for. Okay. <laughs> that starts at whatever time is, you know, that works for you. For me, I know that it's important to give God the first you know, the first of my day, because there's, we have no idea what's, what's going to happen to us during the day. And we need his guidance. We need his love. We need his eyes. He, he, he is the alpha and omega. So he knows what will happen to us tomorrow. He knows what's going to happen to us in two hours. He knows what's going to happen in 20 years. And so it's important that we invite him in our day, but we have to make it a habit. And in order to successfully do that, because I want to make sure I give you practical tips, don't start off, you know, with some unexpected, like something that you just know you can't do. So don't start off saying, all right, Karine, tomorrow, two hours, I'm going to give God two hours, I'm going to wake up at 4 a.m. and it's going to be on. Let me tell you, you're probably not going to do it. <laughs> okay, so I'm, I'm encouraging you, start small. If you say, okay. I can do 15 minutes. I can do 10 minutes. Do that and try to do that for seven days straight. Do something small. It, again, it's not, it's not a race. We're not in a race. It's not about quantity either. I'm not saying to go try to read a whole chapter in 15 minutes. If you want to find one verse for 10, 15, 20 minutes of your day, like I said, start small. But you want to build the consistency first. Do that for seven days, for 10 days, and then increase it a little bit. So if you started with 10 minutes, you do that successfully for seven days straight in a row, then say, okay, you know what? Maybe I can do 15 minutes. Do that again, seven minutes in a row, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and continue on until you develop this habit. But habit starts with small incremental consistencies. And then, you know, we can talk about, you know, if you want to spend an hour, two hours, and sometimes it doesn't even require all of that. But what's important is that you're led by the spirit of God, but it starts with being consistent and making it a habit and changing the way that we think about the word of God, that it's not just a book that's boring, that has these stories and these years and these people's names, <laughs> but think about it as God's love letter to me his instructions, his secrets. There are secrets buried in scripture that he's just waiting for his Holy Spirit to connect the Holy Spirit that's inside of you to connect with him and to connect with you to explain some of these things. Some, some of the questions that you've been wondering for hours or weeks or days or months, the answer lies in between the lines of scripture. And he wants his Holy Spirit to speak to each and every one of us.
So that's my admonishment for for you today. I want to thank you so much for listening. If this has touched your heart, I'm encouraging you. You can reach out at any time. We're always available. Um, pray at the Praying Wife. Support at the Praying Wife. I thank all of the women from around the world who have already reached out. And, you know, for prayer requests, know that we are praying for you always. Um, I always send a, an immediate prayer as well, just so that you know that we're standing in the gap for you. As a reminder, we do have our Praying Wife Empowerment Conference that is coming up September 30th. I am just so excited about this. I'm looking forward to it. We have some dynamic speakers um, that's lined up for you. If you want more information on that, you can go to the website, theprayingwife.com. Uh, you could go see on our Facebook page, The Praying Wife Circle. You'll be able to uh, just sign up, just say you're going to go. There's an Eventbrite link as well that you can register register. And so I'm encouraging you. We'll be talking about planted, not buried, and it's time to grow. It's time to grow. A lot of us have been stuck in one place and just spinning our wheels in circles. And God is just saying, it's time to be elevated. It's time to blossom where I've planted you. And so it's going to be a great, awesome time. I look forward to seeing all of you there. But for now, I want to thank you so much. God bless you always. And I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Praying Wife podcast. I do pray that you were blessed. Please remember that you are beautiful. You are powerful. You are made in the image of God and you are loved. We will see you again next time.